Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Hi, Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia-Pacific markets are trading mixed this morning as investors continue to assess the potential impact of new COVID-19 vaccine breakthroughs. Tokyo is trading down two-thirds of a percent. Seoul and Sydney are in the green, but not by much. This follows a rotation back into tech stocks in the U.S. overnight. The Nasdaq rose a bit less than one percent, while other blue chips lagged behind. Joining me now to break down all the market action in our daily morning discussion. How are you, Ryan? Happy Friday, Michelle. This is Ryan's happiest day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) It's everyone's happy day. Indeed, mine too. Market action seems to be so dominated by that narrative of hope versus fear. Hope that COVID-19 vaccines will be ready soon. Fear that rising COVID-19 numbers will shut economies down during a long winter. And fear as well that government stimulus may not be at hand or that it will not be enough. So let's look at some of the news on both of these fronts this morning. I want to start with hope. So, Ryan, at least half a dozen companies are working on COVID-19 vaccines. We've reported on several of them. And now one company, a clear winner, it looks like at this stage, it says its vaccine could be rolled out in the US, US and Europe as early as December. Who is it? Yeah, let's give you some hope. And that is Pfizer and BioNTech. So, of course, they have been in the news recently for upgrading their efficiency rate of their vaccine candidate. And this, of course, latest at 95% with no serious side effects. So they are in talks with the US FDA to grant emergency use by the middle of next month. And in Europe, mm. the European Union could also give conditional approval in the second half of December. So, wow, you could see this um, being sped up earlier than many people were thinking of. Yeah, just amazing. I guess a big question will be, you know, which countries will get it first, which countries will be led be- left behind perhaps because of the cost, about US $20 per dose, and then there is that backup dose boosted shot that needs to happen as well. But for now, that sounds like good news, December. Prime Minister Lee Sien Long is warning, though, it will take longer for a vaccine to be distributed here in Singapore. He was speaking at a virtual Apex CEO dialogue, and PM Lee said it will take several years, probably be 2022 before a vaccine can be rolled out to a significant part of Singapore's population. All right, I want to stick with vaccine development. In the past week, we talked about BioNTech, Pfizer, Moderna, and now we have results from a joint initiative by the University of Oxford and AstraZeneca. So what's the latest here? Yeah, we might be set for more good news on the vaccine front, and this is from the trials from the University of Oxford and AstraZeneca. So they are saying the late-stage trials of their vaccine candidate is looking positive. And this could come through by Christmas. So you might get another dose of good news by then. And this really will build on the, um, I guess, vaccine progress that, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, has been made by the likes of Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, and maybe hopefully soon uh, the Oxford and AstraZeneca tie-up. So this could mean more countries could get the distribution and supply that will be uh, quite urgently needed because now we are entering winter and this will be colder and more people will be vulnerable. So that Mm. will be a a rough time for some countries to get through. And already you are hearing about some spike in case numbers Mm -hmm. in some parts of the US and even closer to home, Hong Kong is talking about a fourth wave. 
Oh, gosh. We don't know yet the percentage for the effectiveness of that vaccine by Oxford AstraZeneca because they still need to do third stage trials. Okay, at the top of the program, we talked about hope versus fear. And one of the fears is that the U.S. government will not pass a new fiscal stimulus package. On top of that, an action by U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin may make it harder for a Biden administration to disperse assistance. So, Ryan, what is Mnuchin doing? Yeah, it was a a tale of two halves last night. So Wall Street actually was lifted by the news of stimulus talks restarting. And that was because you've got one of the top Senate um, Democrats saying, no, the talks will resume. Then after market closed, you had some some bad news in the form of Steven Mnuchin. Uh, He is the U.S. Treasury Secretary. He is asking for money back from the central bank. So essentially, he is pulling the plug on some of the Fed's pandemic lending programs. And he's asking the central bank to return money that was earmarked in March for pandemic emergency relief spending or lending to businesses, nonprofits, local governments. So that money was set aside to be distributed if they need it. And it turns out this was a bit of a last resort lending. They actually didn't use it, so it's unused. Mm. And he's asking for this sum back. And we are talking about um, uh, sums to the tune of over $400 billion uh, that he's trying to reappropriate elsewhere. And there's also $26 billion in unused Treasury direct loan funds. So all that maybe could be something he's trying to repurpose elsewhere. And he's saying, you you don't need it. You haven't used it. Mm -hmm. If you want it in future, Mm -hmm. just reapply for it from me or Mm -hmm. ask Congress or get it from your own funds. So he's saying, I need the money somewhere else right now. So give it back to me. So the Fed has come out (laughs) to say, we want it because we need to plan for the worst case scenario. So we want to be prepared for... The, the worst and mm. if you gave it to us earlier it means you know, we want this to be the backstop for any potential problems down the road if you try, we try to reapply for it next time you never know what will happen it might, mm-hmm. might be too late you know, these things take time to get approved like we've seen the fiscal stimulus package so you want a full emergency suite to be ready should an emergency actually happen. That sounds like it makes a lot of sense. Now, one hopeful note to share on the topic of U.S. stimulus. Republicans and Democrats in the U.S. Senate have agreed to restart negotiations. In addition to stimulus, they need a spending bill to avoid a government shutdown on December 11th. In corporate news, General Motors has announced a major breakthrough in car batteries. It could lead to electric vehicles becoming the primary mode of transportation earlier than anyone had expected. So, just how good are these batteries? I hope they can make it for handphones as well because <laughs> everyone's you know, making bigger handphones, but the battery's pretty much the same. So, for cars, General Motors is promising a breakthrough and they are working on a battery that will last longer and will be cheaper. So that is pretty much the message trying to send out. And this is uh, something that's in the progress in terms of what's called its Altium battery architecture mm-hmm. due to engineering advances. So just to put things on a numbers perspective, the current battery um, they have right now will give you 400 miles of range. And they expect this to be boosted up to 450 miles. And they are already working on a second-generation version of this battery that will be uh, twice the energy density, so pretty much holding twice the charge. 
at half the cost. So that is quite promising. And on the product front, it is promising to roll out 30 battery-powered models by 2025. And this is a bit of an upgrade. Previously, they were saying 20 models by 2023. So they are rolling out more and not just in China, which they were kind of focused on, but pretty much worldwide and at a lower cost, under $30,000. So that really really um, puts the electric vehicle product in the mainstream market. GM's announcement, presumably good news for companies like Tesla. So how did Tesla shares do overnight? Yeah, so it is, I guess, a bit of a confluence of different news, right? So just looking at the GM share price first, it's up by 0.2%. Perf- uh, Tesla's share price was up 2.6%. So perhaps riding on the battery news, but mm. I think what's also lifting Tesla is the inclusion of the stock into the S&P 500 index. This was announced on Monday, and since then, it has been rallying. Mm. Uh, just to put things in context, it started a week at $400. It's now nearly $500. So mm-hmm. it's a huge jump and extends the rally you've been seeing for the past week. And that inclusion into the S&P 500 will be taking place and on December 21st. So something to look out for, and we'll see if this rally can continue until then. Indeed. China, meanwhile, is undertaking an initiative that may not be so good for Tesla. It is pushing through with a competitor to Tesla's technology, hydrogen fuel cells. Now, Elon Musk has been sneering at this, right? (laughs) So that is interesting because he likes to mock things he doesn't like. Uh, So instead of fuel cells, he's calling them fool cells. So Mm. that is a bit of a mockery. But of course, there is a bit of business interest in it as well. He's not invested in hydrogen, um, the hydrogen battery business. He has battery facilities and factories around the world. So it will take quite a bit for him to make a U-turn on this, uh, I guess, narrative yeah, but China's not dismissing that alternative to batteries and officials are promoting the development of hydrogen-powered cars, trucks and buses, Beijing even offering incentives to cities that achieve adoption targets. In the world of sports and advertising, one of the biggest days on the calendar in the US, at least, is the Super Bowl, the championship game for American football. It's coming up in February and it's expected there are going to be fans in the stands, though about 20% of normal capacity. So what caught my eye about the Super Bowl is this. Fans who want to buy popcorn or a beer will not be able to use cash. Only cashless transactions will be allowed in the stadium. The way they're going to implement this, though, is quite different from how it's done here. So tell us what Visa and the NFL are planning. Yeah, for the first time in 55 years, cash will not be accepted at the Super Bowl. So a huge milestone, right? So you've got the... Credit card company Visa pretty much saying if you want to buy anything, you've got to use a card. And if you don't have a card, you can go to what's called a reverse ATM. So you can put in money into a box or machine and it will give you a prepaid card you can use. And what's interesting is because the Super Bowl event is huge, what it does will set the precedent for many other events. And also in terms of data, it will give consumers or will give the the NFL, data on what consumers want. So this will allow them to plan for the future. And I think a dangerous thing is when people don't see the money, they will just spend more. So you just keep tapping and buying and buying and buying more. So that is a big milestone for the NFL.
Yeah, in fact, Visa found that fans at live events spend 25% more when they use contactless payments. So payments just not as common in the U.S. as in Asia. No pay la, Ali pay. Um, but I suppose good news that, you know, people are sort of being trained in that direction for companies like PayPal and Venmo. All right, let's check in on local stocks now. The STI retreated somewhat yesterday, falling a bit less than half a percent to 27.77. It's still almost 10% up over the past month. So how's it looking this morning and is it following Wall Street higher or is more profit-taking kicking in? Yeah, it snapped a three-day winning streak yesterday. So it is bouncing back now, 0.5% in the green, 2,789. So edging closer to the 2,800 mark. But you've got a couple of headwinds. Um, We did see Wall Street closing higher, but you've got the bad news from Stephen Mnuchin that clash between the Trump administration and the Federal Reserve is um, unfolding. So that could be a bit of a dampener. And just looking at some of the top movers right now, we've got DBS in the green by 0.7%, alongside the other banks, OCBC up by 0.7% as well, and UOB up by 1%. So those are some of the... Um, notable movers right now. It looks like only three STI constituents are in the red for the moment. Thanks very much. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.